Welcome to episode 97 of the Plus One Player Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Steve, and this week I'm joined by the Empress of Stardew Valley, Christine. Hello, Christine. How are you? Hi, Steve. I'm doing pretty swell. How are you? I'm doing great. You know, Wednesday night, always happy to record with you fine folks. And this week we're joined once again by the man who's happy to be here, and we're happy to have him. It's Matt O. How are you doing, Matt O? I'm doing good. You almost stole my line for a second there. Oh, I almost, I see, I like, I started to say it and I knew it. I was like, no, I can't do that because that's him. That's him. So I can't be that. So well, caught myself. Well, Steve, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> and we're happy to have you. Yeah, it's, it's good stuff. We actually, we, so this week we're, it's going to be the first time we're trying out a little bit of a new format because we had some feedback from our wonderful patrons. And we're decided to implement some of the suggestions that they made. So moving forward, just to give you all a heads up, what we're going to be doing is we're still going to be doing the games that we always do at the beginning. And so this week we're doing Would You Rathers, always a good time with those. But then what we're going to be doing is just kind of taking one or two news stories from the week and using those to frame bigger discussions for our topics. So what that means is we are kicking Patch Notes the fuck out of here. Patch Notes is gone. <laughs> and it, it works out pretty well because we noticed, I mean, a lot of the stuff we talk about just because when we record and when it releases, some of it's not as topical, and it ended up just kind of dragging out some of the episodes. So we want to make sure that this stuff is still good for all of our wonderful listeners out there. Keep things fresh. Make sure things don't get stale. As we approach the big episode 100, we're now, after this, just three episodes away, we're getting close. I'm excited, but we have some fun things to talk about tonight. But before we do, we have to mention, because again, conspicuous by his absence, Manny, nowhere to be found. Very And honestly, this time, I genuinely don't know where he is. He, he was like, <laughs> I gotta I gotta get this remnant. It's like living in the ashes. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck that means, man. He's just like, I gotta go do it. So he's out there looking for remnants in the ashes or something like that. I don't know. Maybe it's something else. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe he'll call in and let us know what's going on. But while he's out there sifting through the ashes, <laughs> we have to keep the house clean because it's a little dusty now. So please follow us on social media. We're at plus one player on Twitter and Instagram. And that's at plus the number one player. Go find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash plus one player and go check out the website, which is plus one player.com. There you'll find all of our content as well as links to our Twitch, which is twitch.tv slash plus one player and links to our discord. We have an amazing community. We'd love to have you because we're having great conversations all day, all night, trading jokes and also talking about what games we're looking forward to coming up the rest of the year. So come on and join the community unless, of course, you're racist, in which case... I hope you never find what you're looking for in the ashes and you just get very dirty. <laughs> and you can listen. And after all that, if you've enjoyed the content, if you enjoy hanging out in the Discord, think of heading on over to patreon.com slash plus one player. And if you're feeling generous, throw us a buck or two because every dollar you give us goes right back to the show to make it the best podcast around. We have an amazing group of supporters. We'd love it if you joined that group. And that's that's where we get all the feedback. And without them doing what we do wouldn't be as fun so seriously we have a great group of supporters and we'd love it if you would join up and can't finish up housekeeping without mentioning the sponsor of the show nerdiest brands but i'll tell you about that before the topic as i always do and so with that the house is clean the ashes are swept out <laughs> the floor is sparkling and we have a great show so tonight we're going to get into some would you rathers like i mentioned and then the topic of the podcast the news story that we're pulling from this week it actually just came out where Hideo Kojima had some things to say about Death Stranding and the amount of fun you could expect to have and when you could expect to have it. So that's going to lead into a bigger discussion of basically what do we kind of look at as fun in these video games and do video games need to be, you know, quote unquote fun to be a good game. So we're going to get into all of those things. But first, let's fire up some would you rathers. I got a few good ones. I imagine you two do as well because... Usually we don't disappoint with these, so let's kick it off. Let's throw it to Christine. You you can lead off with the would you rather's, and let's get the show on the road. Hell yeah! Okay, my first one: Would you rather have to endure a horror survival chase sequence every time you want to go outside of your room or wherever you mostly play video games, or <laughs> have to battle against Champion Red, who is from Pokemon, and he has stacks on stacks of potions revives 
You can have whatever Pokemon you want, but you can't have legendaries. And he has six mm. Pokemon. That, would, that seems like a very frustrating battle. <laughs> so you have to Pokemon battle him every time? But considering he is from Pokemon, yes, you do have to Pokemon uh, battle him. Uh, yeah. no, you have to actually play fight. him in Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> <laughs> the heart of the cards. <laughs> I shoot red in his fucking face, and <laughs> <laughs> this is no, not I think, uh, GTA. <laughs> I think right. I have to go with the horror style chase, just because I feel like it'd be quicker. Hmm. I think <laughs> I, I would also go with the chase. I think I'm better at that. I'm better at evading. I don't know. I'm not like saying I'm like stealthy right by any means but like <laughs> i like i feel like it's be like oh, i'll just sit under this couch and wait <laughs> yeah where, see, whereas if i'm pokemon is. battling i'm gonna be there for hours <laughs> just, yeah like i don't know what any of these do like it's just like losing <laughs> well, constantly like if it makes you feel better champion red is he's from like the original one like original 151 oh so. yeah oh, okay at least so, we would know the at pokemon least know but... those ones I've seen enough horror movies. I played through Until Dawn many a time. I think I know how to evade a serial killer at this point in my life. There, because <laughs> they just don't—they don't use simple tactics. Like they'll run ten feet and then stop. Like no, just keep running. Get distance. <laughs> know, the serial yeah. killer never runs. I know the pit. They always walk. Yeah, hey, and uh, <laughs> I agree. I think the Pokemon battle just lends itself to get getting like really long and annoying to the point where like I just gotta I gotta go to the fucking bathroom. <laughs> like I need to I need to get out of my room. <laughs> Matt, what if it was the for the horror sequence? What if it was the scary lady from uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark? Would you still pick that? I think I would Boom. just shit in my pants. That's what I, <laughs> I would stay in my room and. <laughs> Okay. Just a living Well, if you squalor. got a window, you can just shit out the window, I guess. So you got that going. <laughs> like, for it. I'm a recluse now. I'm never leaving never leave this room. I think I think I would go Pokemon because I'm too easily scared. Like my mom came in that my room one time when I was streaming and scared the shit out of me. Like no, I can't. I'll just play Pokemon. It's fine. Uh, yeah, I hope your Pokemon perfectly counteract his Pokemon so you can just get through that quickly because mm-hmm. I feel like it would linger on a little bit. <laughs> I'll I'll manage. I need to be more confident in myself anyway. <laughs> also, you know what the key is to evading a, a killer or any sort of malevolent entity almost every single time, which they never, ever do? Hmm. Just run. Just yeah. fucking run as fast as they you can. They always stop. Don't try to sneak past them and be like, oh, you can hear me. Just, just, just run. Just run to the window, <laughs> yeah. jump out of it, and just keep keep running. And don't stop. They like, always just, look just, back. Yeah. There was, and then they're they like, stop. Oh, and then like, stop oh, I'm following safe now. Me. I ran fifty feet. I must be fine. Like, like yeah. no, run until you see another human being, authority figure, and then just keep going, and then keep running after yeah. that. The best this part has of the been horror, horror genre, survival tips yeah. one hundred one. <laughs> Seriously, the best part of the horror genre is just being like, I would be so much better than all these fucking idiots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. you're lost. That was woods. a really good one. Just, just run. Thank you. Right. Yeah, just keep fucking running. <laughs> All right. Running. Never well, stop running. Yeah. Well, Matto, why don't you run along with this game and give us one of yours? <laughs> that's a that's a fucking A plus segue. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> All right. So for my would you rather is okay. Um, a new GTA game has come out. Would you rather a massive, uh, full-scale version of an American city complete with fully interactive NPCs in, like, you know, their respective domiciles and anything? Like, you can... Every one of them has a quest line. Every one of them has, like, a house. Every one of them has a... Just anything. You can do anything. But there's wow. no fast travel. You, you, are, you are completely reliant on local transportation to get anywhere. Which means traffic. Which means you have to go on the subway. Or you have to do... Or you have to take a cab or whatever is most convenient, but you have to travel there, and it takes as long as it would in real time in a real oh city my God. to get anywhere. <laughs> but then it's not a GTA game. Yeah, because a it's... GTA game, you could just speed. Hey, yeah, the way of the future. <laughs> <laughs> this is not what the people want. The people want rules. Okay, so this is so this is more like yeah. GTA World, but bus simulator driving yeah, tactics. This is, okay. I, I'm saying I'm incorporating this into the theme of the show. Nice. Okay. okay. I got right. it. And or the game has fast travel, but it is essentially a ghost town and there's maybe like a handful of NPCs in the game. So GTA 4. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's tough because, like, at the end of the day of sitting in traffic, I don't want to do that when I'm trying to relax. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I can speed in real life, so why can't I speed in this game? You can, but break... you'll, you'll get arrested, and, and then you have to go through the proceedings and all that oh takes place my in real God. time. <laughs> so you, you actually have to, to like station. go to court and fight a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> I'll ask uh, Tim for some tips on ticket fighting at the DMV. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the more that you've talked about this, well, no, you the can more break you the kind rules. of talked me out of it. Well, I'm saying you because, can, like, yeah, you can break the rules, okay. but like you know, in GTA when you do stuff, you do get, you attract the attention the of the cops. Okay, And okay. if you do get arrested, it is a real-time, cops take you out, put you in the cop car, drive you to the police station, book you, and then whatever happens in GTA Get a post where you, bail. You, you some, where you somehow get out every time despite, like, murdering a thousand people. <laughs> like, that happens <laughs> All right, you know, okay, okay. I think you might have sold me back. I'm going to go that one. Because, honestly, the, the shell, like, the ghost town, like, that just sounds really boring. True. <laughs> I'll go. I'll agree with you on that. I'll break the rules. Whatever. Yeah. Let's see if we get caught. You know. Yeah. <laughs> let's I just see what we got. Yeah. I am. I. I. I am also would definitely be with that. It's like okay. Like I guess like I'll just stick to the local area, and <laughs> it's because I would get so impatient being like, okay, I gotta go on the subway. Take the yes train, get off there, yeah. walk. I gotta, You're actually maybe, like reading subway maps. Yeah, I need to get that just like that route and be like, you know what? I'll just be like the local like murderer person. <laughs> just, just, just stay in this neighborhood. <laughs> I'm just the pot dealer, you yeah, know? Whatever. I'm just, just going to evade the law as best yeah. I can. That's actually, yeah. you know what? The more you talk about it, the more I kind I'm of actually hope convincing GTA myself 6. because I said it is packed full of NPCs. You could find plenty of people just to do shit with, like down the block. Yeah, that <laughs> sounds like a good time. Now that I think about yeah. it, so actually I'm fully on board. It's not even like a toss up at this point. Like yeah. that, just yeah. book me for that. You know, I, 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 I've actually, the version I've pitched now that I've like re <laughs> reimagined. Much better. <laughs> yeah, it's actually way. It's like a really good game. Yeah. <laughs> Take yeah. notes, fam. Yeah, you could good have Lord. fun and never leave like a ten like block radius of your starting point. <laughs> play the whole game. So yeah, those ones were two really good ones to kick it off. So now my next one, well, my first one, I suppose, the next one. <laughs> Would you rather have to wait a year to play every new release? Or be able to play every game a week in advance, but you have to finish it within that week. Oh no! What happens if you don't? You lose the game. <laughs> you, you you can't finish it. Oh, like but you have gone. like a seven you have like a seven day time limit on the game. So once that time limit is up, the game just deletes. You can't play it anymore. Oh, that's Oof. terrible. For me, this is this is an easy one because I feel like I almost always wait for most games anyway. <laughs> I mean, unless it's something I really, really, really want to get on, and it's like, maybe I have a lot of other friends who are playing it, and they're like, on oh, a year yeah. from now, they might not even be playing it anymore, then, like, I'll really want to get it, but I almost always end up waiting a year for a lot of games. Yeah. Or maybe not a year, but, like, a at least, you know, a couple months. Okay. So, I feel like I would pick that one, because the stress of, like, getting a game <laughs> a week in advance, and then being like, all right. This week is now completely dedicated to finishing this game, or you will never be able to finish it ever. <laughs> yeah, it's like getting cyberpunk it's like very a week stressful. in advance and being like, <laughs> not even like yeah, a quarter of the way I through can't. it. I literally never finish video games, so uh, I would also be on board with the one year later train. Because hey, Matt, even if no one else is playing, I will be too. So now. You have one there other you person to play with. <laughs> there will at least be one other person. It would work. <laughs> that would actually work for games like Destiny and for maybe yeah, it Anthem, would work whatever for that a lot eventually turns out yeah. to be. Yeah. It is like like the all these call. games as a service, it would it would work out really well for those. Because <laughs> year two typically is like when the game actually where they out. really find their stride. Yeah. <laughs> I think I would probably do the, oh man, this is really tough. Like, the week in advance is kind of cool in the sense that, like, you get to play it before people. Like, this is, I want to say, like, this is even, like, a week before, like, reviewers are, like, playing it. Mm. So, like, you get the jump on everything the game has to offer, and then you'll be right in the, the conversation once, once, like, the game finally comes out. 
but like seven days is really quick, especially when you have a job. <laughs> so use all your vacation it, time for video. Yeah, games. it's not like the easiest thing to always play through games in seven days. Like I've I've been able to do it with some games because like some like God of War I played through in like a weekend because it got me hooked and I literally had nothing else to do. I was like, I'm just gonna beat this game this weekend. But a game like Days Gone took a while for me to like really get into it. So mm. If I I would have missed that week time frame and I just never would have actually finished that game. So you know what? I think I might switch it. I might I might go with the year as well. I think it. And maybe they'll be on sale. By and large, that's the <laughs> more responsible thing to do. Yeah, it's aggressive to try <laughs> yeah. to fit everything within a week. Yeah. But hey, sometimes it can be done. <laughs> it can be. All done. right, back to you, Christine, for your next one. All right. Would you rather be the personal assistant to Randy Pitchford from Gearbox? Or Robert. That's fantastic. <laughs> Illusions, well, hold Michael. Hold on, let me finish. Yeah. <laughs> so, would you rather be the personal assistant or Andy Pitchford or Robert Kotick from Activision Blizzard? Okay. You know what? Wow. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna ride with the Pitchford just because <laughs> I want I want a firsthand experience of how fucking weird this guy is. It's just like maybe you I can handle see, his Twitter. Yeah, I want to see the stupid magic tricks. I want to see behind the scenes when he's melting down on Twitter because a journalist said verbatim what he said. So like, I want to see all of those things in real time because like he's just a caricature of like what a human being, especially someone that high up in like a video game studio it's like what they should be it's amazing he gets a free pass on things but like i need to see the inner workings of this fucking guy's mind like the inner machinations <laughs> yeah god just the the shit you would see my god <laughs> like the story i don't want to go to medieval times with them oh my god i mean it's definitely more it's less stable, I think, than <laughs> for sure, for where, sure. Whereas, like Robert Kotick, just seems like your typical like I'm a CEO of a multi-million-dollar corporation. It's like, <laughs> what are you gonna see from him? The typical, yeah, but like that's what you're gonna, you're gonna see. Your typical like big britches CEO white man like <laughs> bullshit you usually do like, I wear suspenders yeah. <laughs> he's eating sushi off of a girl's butt and like <laughs> just like dumb rich people shit uh. yeah it's either, like, I mean either you, way you're you gonna see, see some that shit. from Randy Pitchford and and then, some. <laughs> then, then some. yeah then he'd make the girl disappear yeah <laughs> Uh, like I, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, there could be some. You might fall into some legal pitfalls, and <laughs> you're in the, if you'd be like, oh shit, yeah. like I need my job, but like I feel morally <laughs> responsible to say what's happening here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Robert, Cody's yeah, I would like definitely be one of those anonymous and, like, so- sources in the next Randy Pitchford story. Yeah, just like what's. Robert Kotick's what like he has like a party with like a a, a a dignitary and a golf outing and just like ah yeah I uh, I'm gonna go with with the Pitchford on this one I think yeah I think I would like re- I have to know I have to know I have to, yeah I would go with that too <laughs> I need to know the magician's secrets yeah I need to know what goes on there yeah I would also pick Pitchford what I think I just love borderland so like hopefully i'd get more info on stuff like that but oh my god i same boat like i need to know what it's like and that man needs someone for his twitter account so you know for the love of god yeah like (laughs) someone's gonna take that out of his hands sometimes yeah so there you go what's your next one matto okay would you rather have to work an in-game job in order to get any uh money or currency like to use in the game or pay with your actual real world money. Now there's a, now let me like explain a little more. Yeah, yeah, the, can, yeah. Yeah, the in now when you work an in-game job, it is a like literal job. Like you go on, <laughs> you get in the game, your character gets up, goes to the your job and you're there like 9 to 5. Now, it's not like if there's no you're not going to get fired for missing days or like showing up late, but you are being paid on an hourly basis. You are like clocking okay. in, working your hours, clocking out. 
whereas um if you're paying with real world money it's like not like oh you want to buy a lamborghini for a hundred thousand dollars you're not paying a hundred thousand dollars there's like a favorable exchange so okay. like a dollar is like a thousand dollars but you're still just paying yeah. real world money and that's kind of like the money. the shark cards in gta yeah. where it's like 50 bucks or whatever is like 7 million yeah. in the game or something like that yeah so it's, it's it's essentially microtransactions, but it's for everything. Just give me the microtransactions. That sounds fucking miserable to work <laughs> like a nine to five in a video game. Yeah, that's the Unless, thing. Like, like, it depends on the game, right? Like, yeah, you, it could be any job you want, but you have to yeah, you have to like go the, and do the work. <laughs> that's the thing is like the act of having to kind of like sit there for like eight hours worth of a work day to get like a a, a sizable amount of money. I'd assume in in the game. Because I feel like you need to put in a good amount of hours to it's actually like, make any money in the game. Yeah. Yeah. It's an I would, okay you know amount what? of money, but like you have to like if you want like the most expensive thing in the game, it's gonna be probably a couple weeks. No. <laughs> right. Because like what like everything is a thousand like one dollars a thousand bucks. Yeah. You know, spend like ten bucks. I could probably do enough with ten thousand game bucks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it won't last long. I don't think my interest in the game would last long. <laughs> no, to be honest. this is a this is a worst case. Like this is yeah. there is no winner here. There's no good choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> this is like a, a reality where this is just what games are. Yeah, like, I think I would have to go. Games are. I'm I'm someone who's purchased shark cards in the past, so just I'll whatever. I'll just do the microtransaction. I'll do it. I don't care. Yeah, uh, Sea of Thieves <laughs> it just introduced pets. And Ooh. I was like, oh, they're trying to get me with this. And then I saw the parakeet, and I said, oh, they got me. So <laughs> if I'm willing to spend $5 on a fake bird, you can bet your ass I'll spend real-life money to not have to work, yeah. like, another eight hours to, like, to get money. Fuck that. If it was, like, The Sims, where, like, the, your sim just, like, goes to work for a amount of time and they come back, like, I, I could be persuaded with, I could be persuaded that way. Okay. Are there cheat codes? <laughs> Is there a rose? Can, but... I'll I'll let you interpret this one, but I, I will say <laughs> well, that if I can like, cheat code it. Yeah, I will say like the microtransactions would be substantial over time. It's like you can pay okay, ten dollars well... and get ten thousand, but that will not last you long. Like if you want like a nice house, that's like a million. But you want to buy like a something like that, and that's gonna end up being like what a thousand dollars it's a lot of caveats to this yeah. question I'm just i feel say, like yeah. i'd maybe i'd maybe just supplement my income with a little bit of microtransaction money <laughs> <laughs> then i wouldn't have to work as much in the game yeah in the... you know it's kind of like an inheritance i suppose no they're not inclusive you i can't, can't do both yep you can't <laughs> well you can't pay any you know money <laughs> I'm, the... I'm gonna i'm gonna s- all right you know um, i would do the microtransactions unless it was a sims style work day where the workday was simulated. And, like, you still lost that amount of time, so you still only had your certain amount of time to do with the other stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like, you still had to keep them, like, rested, like a sim. So if it was basically the Sims style, then, yeah, I would do that. But this other style where you're, like, simulating a full no. eight-hour workday is, Absolutely is not, not for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally on board with you, Steve. So, especially if I can rosebud it, oh, forget it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> rosebud, exclamation mark, semicolon. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. That was a great cheat Give code. Give me my I have, simoleons. I have the original Sims, but I literally just don't have anything to play it on. <laughs> because it's, like, it's so for, old. like, Windows 95. Yep, I have it, too, and I have, like, the vacation <laughs> one, and, oh, my God. It's a it's, damn shame. It's a I'd love to fire that up again. Yeah, Sims 4 is fun, but. That was, that was, a, that was a good one. Yeah. So, my um, next one. Well, I was going to say. Oh, yeah, sorry, you have to, yeah. Uh, I'm cheap as fuck, so I'd probably just work. <laughs> <laughs> So we I, haven't I, seen Matt O in like two weeks. He's been working his, his job. I'm like, what? I haven't seen him at work. No, it's like his video game job. Uh, well, <laughs> he went to the bank and now he's working at his virtual bank. Yeah. Well, I've been playing, saving up for a virtual yeah, Lamborghini. Yeah. We've been playing No Man's Sky, which basically oh, yeah, that's, feels that's like that. a job at points. Because <laughs> I'm just kind of like, all right, got to go to this planet. Drive, all right, charge the hyperdrive. Got to get. How is that game still gotta, $60? I gotta, How? I gotta, <laughs> That's insane. That's a great and Matt was saying how it's so buggy and stuff on PC, like almost unplayable sometimes. That's insane. It's, Side note, it's, sorry. It's wild. Yes, I mean it it's is, wild. I could 
devote a whole episode to talking about just like why am i playing this game (laughs) (laughs) why am i playing this new segment so just just record a vlog we'll put it on the site what it is it is this close to being a good game it's like (laughs) just right there on the cusp of being like a really good game i was talking about this with uh connor like my cousin who i play with and we're just like it's just so many things i was just like what they this has been out for three years what the hell are they doing like why is this not fixed <laughs> how is this not fixed it's inexcusable but then there's like they got the vr now yeah like they've added yeah. so much that's like good and then it's like why is this not fixed why can't you access the galactic map if you're not <laughs> like you have to get in your ship and go into space in order to look on the fucking map to know where you want to go next <laughs> It's like we can't, like I just just let me do, bring up the map like in the on, while I'm on the ground like what difference does it make? <laughs> it's like oh you can't look at the map because you're too close to the planet. It's like, and then you go you're afraid to start <laughs> missions because the game will explode if you like do objectives out of order and it'll just bug out. Really? You just can't play it. Like literally oh, the tutorial took. Don't get me. You know I'm. I, <laughs> I think I think we I think you definitely need to r- record a vlog of you just ranting about No Man's Sky. Oh that should that that'll be good. Yep. And I'm gonna that'll go back good. and play Mo Man's Sky. Yeah, yeah. Mo Man's Sky. Yeah, and I'm gonna go back and play it for another like six hours just because. So you're I'm you're on <laughs> buying ships and having a big fl- fleet of freighters because it's so cool. Uh, so back to the would you rather you're on board with working the full ship yeah why not (laughs) no all right my next one would you rather play games where every scent in the game comes through your system so you're forced to smell it so all scents good and bad or while you're playing every element in the game so rain snow if you happen to crawl through some mud actually builds around you while you play smell wow. I, I, I have a fan and a window smell <laughs> i actually ha- i was i was thinking of making like one like this actually i was uh, having something like that that's so funny <laughs> that you actually made that one. i was like mulling that over uh, you almost had the pitchford one you yeah almost had that's this. so funny just, like I we're just beep, 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 like, all in sync yeah yeah i just didn't know how to word it uh um, and that took yikes. me a little bit to word that because I was like, I don't know if this is gonna fucking make yeah. any sense when I say. No, it, it does. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah no, I had I had to tinker. And the clear choice is smell. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably go smell as well. Um, yeah, well, okay, because it's like, oh, you're sitting in your room in snow, just it's the cumulus around you. <laughs> Be super like, inconvenient. I will say the caveat: it doesn't damage. Okay, it doesn't damage. You know? It's a, it's more of like a maybe it's like the Matrix as like the sensation. Yeah, sensation. Of snow. Exactly. It wouldn't damage sensation. your room or like anything, but you feel like you're like covered in snow and you correct get that sense, or like it's no! raining or it's like 150 <laughs> degrees out. Yes. What if you're you'll in feel a that game where you're like being exposed to like radiation? <laughs> you'll feel it. You're not. You'll feel it. You're, yeah, you're not. You're not going to get radiation poisoning, <laughs> but you will feel like you have radiation poisoning. <laughs> uh, HBO presents Chernobyl. Not great. Not terrible. Not terrible. <laughs> oh, that'd be interesting. Oh man, I don't. I don't. Because on one hand, I'm like, I don't being able to experience the sensation of radiation sickness <laughs> without actually dying like, i just want to know what it's like i guess i don't know yeah but i feel like that would get old being like okay never want to feel that again yeah I, I, that don't play fallout again yeah right i could yeah. become accustomed to smells and i maybe at some point even being like oh like almost become like used to it and like use it mm-hmm. to immerse myself better even though there are some games where I'm like, I can't even fathom how bad that must smell. Oh, yeah. Like, any game, like... I think of, like, Outlast. Oh, my where God. Where it's like, you're that in that asylum, so and there's just, like, there's just, like, shit caked on, like, the floor and the walls. I'm just like, this place must smell like death. Any like, game with zombies. I, like, the zombies yeah, can't smell good. Rotting you know? bodies. Just like, ugh. Oh, yeah. 
There could be then some really gnarly smells. <laughs> that's, that's true. I was like, I want to play that game. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm yeah. gonna need to play those gnarly smelling games. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I, I would, I would go smell. Yeah, but there could also be good smells. I feel like there's very few weather like sort of experiences that'll be like, oh, this is nice. Yeah, like, the like, only thing I can think kind of, of is like you feel comfortable. Day I feel comfortable like in my room. Game. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't, but I live in a house. I'll just put the heat on. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe, I, you know, maybe maybe the heat's broken. <laughs> Oh, I, God, I know I actually have so hypothermia, hot. but I feel so warm. <laughs> it's, it's so hot in here. I'm gonna throw on um, was it Rise of the Tomb Raider? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it looks it looks like we're we're three for three on the smells, and so uh, Christine, your last one. You have a choice between three dating sims that you must play. Would you rather play Hataful Boyfriend, which is the pigeon dating sim? Jurassic Heart, where your love interest is a T-Rex, or the Colonel Sanders dating sim. Oh, give me the Colonel Sanders one all day. I'm so intrigued by this. The fact that they turned this weird old southern dude who makes chicken into a dating sim. It's it's fascinating to me. So I'm I'm going that one. Maybe I get some chicken out of it. I don't know. I don't know. Get some chicken. You'll get some southern herbs and spices out of it. <laughs> the medulla oblongata. <laughs> <laughs> Say it again, Colonel. <laughs> I'm sorry. No. Uh, did I, I meant 11 herbs and spices. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Colonel. See, that's why oh, I couldn't man. do that one. Couldn't do that one. That's why. <laughs> but if anyone know who knows me would know, I would definitely go with Jurassic Heart. <laughs> Matt loves dinosaurs. Yeah, the, the... FYI. I mean, yeah. th- it'd be cool. Yeah. yeah I want a T-Rex. But it, like Colonel Sanders. I'm girlfriend. so interested how they turned him into that. <laughs> it is fascinating. I think I would play the pigeon one, to be the honest. pigeon one. <laughs> I've seen some gameplay. Game it's very funny. <laughs> well, I'll just play I that. Think, I think you're going to love Best Friend Forever. That game yeah. is really, really funny. Okay. Is, this, is that the I dog can't... one? Yes, it, it comes out on Valentine's Day, so it's okay. perfect. Okay, but it's yeah, the writing. The writing is very hilarious. <laughs> like when you make your dating profile, one of the questions is pick the scat line that means the most to you, and so all the options are just boo bop bow, like all different variations of that. So ridiculous. That's great. Yeah, that's a good one. But yeah, Colonel Sanders. It's got I mean, some chicken. And all honesty, the Colonel Sanders dating game does look incredible. Yeah. <laughs> but just on the basis of who I would want, I'd want a T-Rex. The heart wants what the heart wants. <laughs> I realize the full title included a finger-licking good dating simulator. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, no. That's fantastic. Oh, no. <laughs> I have to play this fucking game. <laughs> Oh, All no. right, Matt O. Right. Your next one. Right. Your last yes, one. My final would you rather is they have announced an, a new official Metal Gear Solid sequel. Would you rather it be helmed by Hideo Kojima but only be available on mobile platforms or be a full-fledged game but developed by Bethesda? <laughs> well, if it's a full sequel... And you could do some things with mobile these days because mobile also includes tablets. Tablets are mobile. Give me Kojima. Give me the mobile. Let's see what that lunatic genius can conjure up on an iPad. I'm all for it. Let's find out. <laughs> I will also go Kojima-san on this one. Not really. Not aboard the Bethesda boat. Sorry. Like, yeah, I like Bethesda games, but there, there's just, there's just always a little bit of jank to the, like those open world you, games. You've and got like, a fifty-fifty chance. You've got like, yeah, it could be, could be something, or it could, oh be, yeah, uh, or it could be something. Could, 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 could be something. <laughs> yeah. So what Bethesda does really well when they partner up with like ID, Machine Games, um, Arcane Studios for like their other games that are story-driven games, like there's like shorter narrative ones they they get a lot more fluid but like their open world games have always had a little bit of jank like no matter what and i don't know i just i trust kojima just screwing around with the tech of a tablet to make something cool 
and because he has just the the vision of the Metal Gear universe. So I I'm going with him. <laughs> I like Bethesda, yes. but you uh, know I can't. I'm not gonna say no to Kojima. Yeah, I I, <laughs> I I knew that. I knew where your answer lies from from the get go. <laughs> I actually have question. a Kojima one. Yes, <laughs> but um, I agree. Yeah, he could definitely do something crazy, something interesting. But I also I just don't really have like any attention span when it comes to mobile games. I, I, never, I feel that yeah. ever, ever, ever like pick. If I do pick them up, it's for like a week tops. I agree. Right? Just, I, like, I'm not a big mobile guy. Yeah, whereas like, but that's just, yeah. I don't know. Probably it's gonna. It could be a disaster. Could be a could be a complete nightmare. But it'll be entertaining. It'll be interesting nonetheless. It's <laughs> a good the point. It's a good point. Whole, like every time, like you know, good or bad, thumbs has come out. It's been like. It's been a, it's been like a ride. Yeah, <laughs> like just watching it happen and all that, all that Bethesda jank, like as bad as it can be, and it has been very bad. It's also has like a certain charm to it. It's like yeah. I would love to see like a like an open world stealth game where you're like, you fall through like the center of the earth and you find like an NPC who's down there for some inexplicable <laughs> reason and he's just, who has like, an arrow in the knee. <laughs> yeah, he's like yeah, and he's just co- covered in like wheels of cheese. That keeps that spawn like infinitely. I'm just like, all right. <laughs> I I mean I I definitely see that for sure, but I, I just yeah I can't if if Kojima is making another Metal Gear story, I don't care what it's on. It could just be it could be on a Nokia that had Snake on it. You know, I would still play it. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> all right, my last one. It is there's a little Kojima in here. Would you rather only be able to play Kojima games? <laughs> Or only play punishing platformers like Super Meat Boy or Celeste? Oh, probably Kojima. Uh, I feel like I've already gone this long without ever playing a Kojima game. So I'd probably just go with the punishing platformers. (laughs) That's kind of like, I mean, you like those games anyway. Yeah. He does, yeah. Yeah, I think I would, yeah, I think I would just go with that. I it's, like. I, I do have. A, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The the platformers. It's like because I do enjoy a good platformer. Like yeah, I love. And Celeste, I do have a fondness I, for them. But I mean, I love Kojima. <laughs> 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 I'd probably take the Kojima games. I love me a good, you know, ten hours worth of cutscenes. It's fantastic. <laughs> but that has been our round of would you rathers if you guys out there have any would you rathers for us give us a call three four seven five zero nine five six two zero we'd love to hear from you and with that it's on to the topic of the podcast but before we get into that the show is brought to you by our sponsor nerdiest brands so go check out nerdiest brands at nerdiestbrands.com for all of your awesome nerdy fandom desires and they just announced they're making beanies now so you can go get a sweet nerdy beanie with your favorite nerdy stuff, go over to nerdiestbrands.com. That's nerdiest, N-E-R-D-I-O-U-S, brands.com, and use the code PLUS1 discount. That's plus the number one discount to get 15% off your purchase. So go check them out. They have amazing stuff. And now it's time to get into the topic of the podcast. Like I mentioned, this is stemming from a story that actually showed up on Screen Rant. So I'm going to read a little bit of it. It's called Death Stranding is a slow build to get to the real fun by Cody Gravel. And so this will be in the show notes. So I would highly recommend reading the whole thing because really what this boils down to is Hideo Kojima revealed that Death Stranding won't get really fun until players get about halfway through the game. And so he kind of goes on to say that he's already admitted that a lot of people probably won't understand the game. He's, I mean, he's been on record at saying this is kind of like a new genre and they're trying some new things. So it might take a while for people to really grasp what's going on or I guess realize what they consider to be fun. And so I guess what that means is maybe, you know, halfway through the game, you get some new, some gear and stuff like that. So that kind of sparked a conversation in the sense that, you know, does a game even need to be considered fun to be good? And, you know, how do you classify a game as fun? Because there are plenty of games out there that it's tough to say they're, you know, fun one way or the other because they're they're carrying maybe some somber messages and they're they're moving you on a deeper level. 
And I've, I've seen some people bring up the idea of, you know, like what remains of Edith Finch, games like Gone Home, um, and a game I just finished playing today, so recorded this Wednesday, Mutazione. So there, there are games like that where are the, the elements of them actually fun? Like what makes those elements fun for you? And does that game, in order to be considered a good game, need to be also considered, yeah, I had a blast playing that. Because has anybody really said, like, I had a blast playing, you know, What Remains of Edith Finch? Or has anybody really said, like, I had, you know, a ton of fun playing Gone Home? Because these are really, like, tragic stories that you kind of uncover as you go. And sure, certain moments can be perceived as, you know, oh, that was kind of cool. But, like, the, the prevailing message is always this, like, deeper, darker message of almost like sadness and it doesn't take away from how good the games were. So I guess to kind of start it off, what do you guys look for in terms of like what you would consider fun in, in these games? Like, is it gameplay? Is it story? Is it characters? Is it the writing? What makes a game stand out to you as like, say I had a blast playing that as opposed to, I really enjoyed the message that that game had. So for me, I would look more for, like, I guess, basic things of, like, solid gameplay, like, if there's combat, combat, like, sequences or how it plays, um, is it multiplayer, what is the writing, like, things like that. I Like, I don't look, I don't usually quantify a game as being fun by looking at the message of the game. I think that a message of a game carries significance, not towards is this game considered fun? Mm -hmm. That's just like a basic, my basic feelings towards that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, I feel like fun is subjective. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. And also, I think maybe also you could highlight the difference between fun and satisfaction. Like you Mm -hmm. can play a game where it's like, it's not really like fun, but you you're satisfied. You're getting, you're getting something out of it. Right, and I'm right. like, think of like, you know, like The Sims we were just talking about, or like, you know, SimCity or any, any, any simulation game, farmer simulator, yeah. you know, truck simulator. Like people play those, people play those and, and enjoy them. And it's not because they're like, oh, I'm so sick. I got in this truck and I did a 360 and then I put ro- a rocket boosters on the back. And it's like, no, I just right. drove. I literally just drove from A to B and I, it was everything I hoped it could be. Mm-hmm. And it's like, cause like there's something satisfying people take like satisfaction out of like just doing like even uh, seemingly mundane actions like sim city like it, you're just you're building roads for the first like x amount of hours and you're just waiting for a city to grow but it's like yeah. seeing the fruits of like you're not really doing anything fun like you know setting up uh, policies for your city and making like urban and suburban districts it's just like not <laughs> fun but like seeing the fruits of your labor like develop in in a way is like has that has meaning behind it and it's like the same way with you know i want to say like like quantic dreams or like telltale games like are they fun it's like you're because you're not really playing the i mean they can be i I feel like you know like um what's yeah like i guess there are Um, moments but it's all quick time events so yeah, like you're more experiencing like a story yeah you're experiencing like this sure. narrative that someone or in like it can be in different ways but like this is someone built this and you're kind of like experiencing it at, at your pace right yeah. like if you're yeah. sticking with like um those sort of games like for all the telltale games i've played the most fun i had was tales from the borderlands but that's because borderland series is just in general the writing is very funny even though yeah. you're not doing much, you're experiencing that story. I had fun because it was freaking hilarious. And it's like furthering character development for what, you know, what's in three. Yeah, it's weird because like I, I t- it's funny that we brought up The Sims so much this episode out of nowhere. But <laughs> I, I love your I love your example of The Sims because like looking back on that, like what are you really doing? Like with, let's just throw it all the way back to the original Sims. Like all you're doing is, you know, building this house. And like I said earlier, where you're sending your Sim to work for a certain amount of time and some of the jobs they get are just like super mundane and just shitty jobs like just everyday jobs that you wouldn't think would be like a video game because like in video games you kind of think like oh this is where i can imagine myself in this other world Mm. 
The Sims was so captivating, literally just putting yourself in kind of the same world you're already in. Mm -hmm. And all you're doing is clicking and saying, you know, like, all right, go eat, go cook, go clean this up, go to the bathroom, take a shower. There's nothing, mm -hmm. like, super fun about that gameplay, but like, but like you said, there's there's something inherently satisfying about just kind of running through that simulation because at the end of the day, it isn't your real world. It's still this world that you have some type of creation over you have some type of control over so you get to create the people who live in the neighborhood and you get to help create their houses and and work with them as well as working with your sim yeah. so i think in terms of kind of like differentiating between fun and satisfying i think there's like so many f like fun gameplay elements that show up in all of these games like like we bring up edith finch this kind of stems from um somebody i saw on twitter who i follow let me get his name because i want to give him proper credit so yeah this all kind of came up because i saw um he's at jeff simulator on twitter um so i follow him on twitter he's part of the the sdgc crew and he had brought this this conversation up and because he was the one who referenced edith finch and it, it brought a good point up because i remember playing edith finch i remember being absolutely moved and i remember there are certain elements of the gameplay that are really fun like there's one scene where all of a sudden like you take control of this cat and you're jumping from tree to tree. And like, th th those are really cool and different elements. And it was a fun experience, but just these tragic overtones throughout the game. So it's almost like you kind of feel guilty for having fun, but it was mm -hmm. still a satisfying experience because the story was incredible from start to finish. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I think there can be those little bits of fun, but I don't think, you need to have those constant elements to make the game overall a fun or a satisfying experience. And so with Death Stranding, I can totally see how it's going to be a slow grind and I can see why people wouldn't be interested in it. But I can also see that that is something that would appeal to me. I like the exploration. I like the ability to kind of try these like weird gadgets that we've seen where it's almost like they're encouraging you not to engage in combat. So I'm very curious to see how that all plays out. Peeing. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> lots of peeing. Yes, Absolutely. that'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, yeah, like I, I like, I really enjoy those like walking simulator type games. Where yeah, it's or like you know, um, or games like Return of the Oberdin. Like, mm -hmm. oh my god, what a yeah. good. Oh, like, so is that fun. game like fun? I'm like, uh, I'm just kind of like deducing, like, you know. But if you find that stuff people, fun, it then it like, is yeah. fun. But like I said, like, like I'm like. After like yeah like I'm f find it very satisfying like I get like in again like fun is subjective like if you're doing something like and that's producing that like sort of like reaction with you like yeah you're you're having fun it's like yeah you're not you know a pirate like jumping from ship to ship and like uh, swashbuckling but you know <laughs> I love you're that getting word. yeah you're, just, you're but you're still getting like that level the pure level of like satisfaction. Just like right. oh, this, like like this is what I want to do, and I feel like I'm getting something from it. Um, but also, I feel like immersing yourself, like maybe like games, like if, with Death Stranding, is just okay. You're you're peeing, you're building a ladder, you're doing this, you're walking from point A to point B. There's a level of like immersion that that actually provides to you that right. some people really really dig, and like that's what people look for, and um. One game I think of is um, Shenmue. Yeah, yeah. I, I, my, I, I have a, I have a friend, uh, Tyler, where he, um, played he, one of his favorite video game moments ever was playing. I don't know which Shenmue it was, one or two, but there's a part of the game where you, uh, have to like work down at the docks for like whatever reason, and it like several days like in game, where it you're basically all you're doing is getting up, like. Say hi to like your neighbor NPCs. Go down the docks, work, move boxes, go back to your house, go to sleep, and then just repeat that. And you're just working. Yeah. It's literally the like the the premise that I did in the Would You Rather, <laughs> but in, in actual game, like you were just working like a job. And he's like, it was so like like I've never ever seen that ever in a game before. And he's like, mm -hmm. it just felt like it because it felt like immersion. Like it felt like, this is real. Like this feels like what like would happen right and like right. some people like it's like look at that and it's like that seems insufferable i would never put myself through that and like i might fall into that category <laughs> depends what you're doing like i know i said i worked the job but that was in 
spite of the other option. Uh, <laughs> but, like, yeah, I can definitely see why people, like, see something like that and see it as, like, a, I guess as, like, a bonus. Like, yeah. You know, like, the world, like, it makes this world that much more real to you. Yeah, and I think a lot of it comes from, too, just how I feel like everybody just assumes video games are synonymous with, su- like, supposed to be fun. Like, this is supposed to be just i'm supposed to always enjoy while i'm playing this and i at this point now because where we're at with with the actual medium is they're trying new things between all of the different indie studios you have who are you know groups of people making passion projects that are you know usually very different than a lot of the mainstream stuff you see because mainstream types of games what you're trying to do is market towards an audience to try to sell as many copies as possible so by doing something obscure you you run the risk of not selling as many games and that's why like with death stranding kojima is able to do something like that because his name is hideo kojima and he has a a long track record and a a very established fan base so he can make this fucking weird ambiguous game where we know you know the basic premise of it but that's very that's literally all we know because i guarantee we haven't seen anything other than like surface level shit with all this gameplay that's been shown i guarantee all we've seen is the the bare minimum because he's a guy who likes to keep things close to the chest but he's able to do something like that whereas a lot of these indie studios they they're not going to get like that triple a type of acknowledgement you know they they have Mm -hmm. to make their their games their passion projects and they have to hope they can get word of mouth out there at events like the pax conferences and just through social media and hopefully through good Steam reviews, so that way they get pumped up to, you know, top rated in Steam, and maybe some more people see them. But right. those games, they also show where where you can find, like, a lot of the, I guess, the art in video games. Because that's where you're starting to see people who are taking chances and not doing some of the typical gameplay elements that, I guess, move copies, maybe you could say. So you get people who are trying new things in terms of gameplay, in terms of how they tell stories... And while a lot of times, like, again, I'm going to use Mutacion as an example, because with that, the whole premise of the game is really walking around, talking to people, picking up seeds, and planting gardens. That's pretty much at the core of what that game is all about. And just hearing that, it doesn't sound like the most fun thing in the world. But I got to tell you, with every person I talked to and with every new garden I planted, I wanted to keep doing it more because there was a satisfaction I got from helping the characters in the town, learning more about them, learning more about Mm -hmm. the main character, Kai, learning more about the history of the town. And so I love how there's a game out there and there's plenty of them out there. It's not just Mutacione, plenty of games out there are doing this where they take like basic gameplay elements, keep things simple, get rid of all the noise of like those fast paced action sequences and they tell deep stories that end up moving people in ways that a lot of like AAA games kind of don't just because I feel like a lot of them focus more on like, you know, big name actors and fast paced action sequences and, you know, explosive trailers to really grip you. Mm-hmm. So I think more so now we get to see a lot more games that try new things and try to experiment with what was the perceived, you know, this is what games are supposed to be this is how they can be fun Hmm. it's definitely changing like you're saying especially like and it's true that fun is subjective to like matt when you're talking about like the sims and stuff like i love house flipper you're literally just cleaning houses and decorating them yeah (laughs) to like what your client likes and i love doing stuff like that my favorite part of playing the sims was building the houses and buying stuff and like doing the design to me that's really fun and enjoyable yeah. Um, to other people, maybe not, but to me, I'm like, ooh, organization, ooh. Oh, yeah, and I think because that's the big thing that people need to realize because I, like, I've like i seen, especially in regards to Death Stranding, I know I keep bringing it up, but it kind of stems from, this whole topic stems from a Death Stranding topic, yeah. so. Yeah. It's fine. But, with because well, with Death Stranding, I feel like there's been so many people who are trying to get like the proverbial dunks on Twitter. They're trying to get all their jokes in. Like, it seems like everybody wants this game to suck. And like, it's one thing to be like, look, I don't understand what Kojima's telling us. And that's fine because I 
I don't understand fully what this game is all about. I know the basic premise, looking forward to it. But I, I've really never seen something to this extent where I like people are actively like kind Eating of rooting for this like game to fail. And so that, that kind of frustrates me because I think the big thing to take away from all this is, like Matt O, like you said, fun is always going to be subjective. What, pe- what one person enjoys is not going to be enjoyable to someone else. And I think there's been so many people who are, like, trying to, like, put you down if you're really hyped about this game. And that's the shit that kind of sucks because, like, why not just say, if if you don't like it, cool, do your tweets. But stop coming after other people who are, like, actually excited about this, even yeah. though they don't know what it's going to yeah. be. And that's fine. I, I, yeah. Um, but I'm going to say, like, I feel like it's almost a good thing that people are reacting that way because... Basic, like maybe not like good. It's not good. They shouldn't be acting that way. But the fact that they are means like, okay, clearly this game isn't going to appeal to everyone, and it's not yeah. meant to. And in a way, like I, me, I find that like refreshing. Like, I might not like this game, but I find it refreshing that like this is a very big, big budget AAA game that is literally just one person's like vision. It's not yeah. being catered to the lowest common denominator. It's not being like, um, you know, this being put forth in front of like a uh, a board of people to be like, okay, what else should we do to make sure as many people buy this game as possible? Microtransactions. Right. You know, yeah, it, like it's that. just, it's one guy's vision like this. I want it to be about this. And yep. like, I'm making connections. I will, yeah, I will, it's just like, okay, it's weird as, weird as shit. I don't get it, but, like, I'm happy it's being made. I'm happy that, like, that can still happen. Right, yeah. Like, someone can still innovate to that degree. A lot of it does, it's because of who he is, because a lot of people don't have the same capabilities he had, because, like, he calls himself an indie studio, but let's be real, he's got investors. George Lucas is an indie director. Yeah, like, (laughs) he's got investors that no indie studio, no actual indie studio even comes close to having. So like let's he like he, like you said he's a triple A studio like he can call himself an indie all he wants Hideo Kojima by itself is triple A yeah then the name it's, alone like brings yeah. off <laughs> yeah. but I agree that I think it's cool that you that we see something like this where it's a triple A quality but it is it's not tied to oh this corporate board demands this amount of sales and anything less than that is a disappointment like look at hmm. ea for example like i mean battlefield 5 still sold like millions of copies in ea it was like well that's a disappointment it's like come yeah. on so he doesn't have to worry about that because he's like look i'm making this game i'm making it with a bunch of my friends from hollywood who i've admired for years and they're working with me i'm having a great time making this hmm. it's this wild vision i have i'm trying this new genre cool like let's yeah. let's see what it's going to be um, but I like I, I the biggest thing, too, is I appreciate the honesty and him attempting to at least set expectations because he knows there's going to be tons of people who are buying this game day one. And so now the expectations are set. It's like, look, this is going to be a slow burn. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to put time into it. And I brought it up earlier. Days gone. Like that was a game as a recent example where that was a very slow burn for me for the first, mm-hmm. I would say, like 10 hours or so. Just like Kojima's talking about here, 10 to 15 hours is when the game kind of picks up. For the first 10 hours of Days Gone, I was, it wasn't clicking. And then finally, I went back to it. Things started to work out, and then I got hooked on it. And so now we all know, going into this, it's a slow burn, give it time, absorb what the game is telling you, and then use that to kind of build up and move forward. So I appreciate the honesty, because <laughs> let's we don't really see that too often when it comes to video games these days or much of anything really like you know that's true just ev- any everyone, entertainment yeah everyone gets paid to do or say something or just whatever mm-hmm. yeah. just be honest yeah. about it it's better that way uh, yeah uh, that's the better part on being uh, about him not really being accountable to anyone but himself he's like this is like because he's he's the one making it he's he's, he's, yeah. he's the one like it's his it's his baby and like he can just say like this is what it is you don't like it that's fine you don't want to buy it that's fine that this is what i want right Ugh. and he's doing it too with at this point a month and a half in advance game is still scheduled for november 8th there hasn't been any any word of pushing it back and i think by this point we probably would have heard something about that so i feel like november 8th is the day it's really coming out mm-hmm. so he's telling us you know a month and a half in advance look it's gonna take a while 
it's going to take a while for people to get this. And he's like, some people probably will never get this. And that's, that's totally fine. So I appreciate the honesty. I also appreciate now that's something that reviewers, when they get their hands on it before it actually releases, that's something that they'll, they'll definitely look out for now. They and should. They, they, and they can articulate that in their reviews. Of like, all right, this is when the game kind of kicks in and this is what makes it kicks in. Mm-hmm. So I, I like the precedent where he's like, all right, let's be honest with this game because I know he doesn't want to show too much about the story because I, I imagine there's going to be something at probably at that halfway point in the game that happens and everyone's like oh shit that's what's going on you know mm-hmm. so i'm really looking forward to kind of how it all unfolds but i i am glad that we have people like him who are at least setting the precedent i do wish more studios would kind of do the same thing because like i feel like everybody and, and i understand it like everyone's just so hyped up about their game and it's just all positive 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 but i i, I give credit to him just being like look <laughs> It's going to be tough to get for a little bit. It's going to be slow. So take your time with it. Because not many people are ever going to be like, hey, my game that's coming out that I need to sell, you might not like it for like, you know, 50% of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, has anyone ever done that? No. (laughs) Not that I can think of. No. No. (laughs) Absolutely not. Again, yeah, I I I appreciate that. And I appreciate the originality. And I appreciate anything different. Whether it's good good or bad always want like something new just like just exactly try something try anything um but it's weird because uh, i one more thing i wanted to say on the whole on just the topic as yeah. a whole is that it's funny that this came up because like this idea that's like oh games are kind of weird nowadays where it's like there's like almost an emphasis on them not being fun and i'm like just based on what we've been talking about it's not really new yeah because we what have we talked about we talked about the sims we talked about Shinmu. We talked about these like games that have been coming out for years and that we played when we were kids. And it's like that that idea has kind of been around. It's just that we're seeing like it come from a different source, like a source that we're not used to. Yep. Like people like aren't expecting Kojima to come out with this like slow burn, dry sort of walking sim type game. Yeah. But it's not it, it overall. It isn't that new to the, the sort of like video game scene i agree i suppose yeah hmm. do we have any other last thoughts on what makes games fun and or good or both and do they even have to be fun to be good closing I thoughts <laughs> i don't think it has to be necessarily fun to be good like i understand that a lot of people very much enjoy dark souls and think it's a good game even though they may not find it fun per se because right. i don't I don't know many people that think it's fun to constantly die and have to redo things, but they still enjoy the game anyway because maybe they enjoy challenging video mm-hmm. games or just challenging objectives. Mm-hmm. Good for them. Yeah. That's not for me, but if it's enjoyable, whatever. Yeah. You know, like things like that. Um, a game doesn't have to be fun to be good or to even be enjoyable. Yeah, in their yeah. traditional sense. Right, exactly. Yeah. And it's it's kind of hard too because fun is subjective so it's like well if you are having a good time enjoying it does that mean it's fun yeah but personally i think they could be i think they can be separate aspects i'd say all fun games are good games but maybe not all good games are fun fun? games yeah that's a good way to put it i I like that actually that might be the title of this episode actually that's really good I would say I, I fall Patent. I fall in that because like I, I I to your Dark Souls example I use kind of Celeste as an example like that game mm. was punishing like there were plenty of times where I wasn't having fun because I was dying hundreds of times and my thumbs were sore like genuinely sore <laughs> and but there was something about like no matter how many times I died I just I just had to keep going because I wanted to find the top of that mountain, you know? I needed yeah. to hit that peak. I needed to see the finale and and how things worked out with Madeline. So like mm. what was it fun? I don't know. It was it was brutal. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. It was it was such a satisfying game. So I, I like I, I totally agree with Maddo, your sentiment there where all fun games are good, but not all good games are fun. That's an absolutely perfect way to sum this up. But I guess to like mirror I was gonna say to mirror what you said, just like 
like a game is super hard and challenging and it's like that might not be fun but at the same time like that person might say like oh what you want like a game that has no challenge it's like well yeah. how's that fun right it's exactly like it's it's both sides it's just like it's it's all like again it's all subjective but it's yeah. like yeah. both sides it's all it's just reactionary like to like people seeing something that's like well that's not what i think's fun yeah, yeah. no for sure so that has been our chat on fun in video games and if it if it's actually pertinent to making it a good game or if it's just a little throw in to add to the experience so you folks out there give us a call at 347-509-5620 let us know your thoughts on the topic let us know maybe some games that you think are good but not particularly fun or maybe maybe you had some fun playing games that weren't good maybe you have a uh, you're going to disprove the theory that all fun games are good. If you have one of those, give us a call as well. We'd love to hear you. And so with that, we got to wind down the episode. But before we do, we also have to give a shout out to our other sponsor, our other sponsor, Evil Tim Industries. Evil Tim Industries, we've been kind of good, not very fun since 1982. Sometimes we have a little bit of fun, but usually when we have fun, we're not very good at what we do evil tim Industries, more work for your mouth thank you evil tim we always appreciate your sponsorship and your friendship most of all you're the best and so it's time to close out episode 97 we've had a lot of fun chatting about games would you rather was a blast we had a lot of laughs so we hope that uh you had some laughs with us as well and like i said give us a call with your would you rathers we'd love to hear them so, if you've enjoyed this episode or any other episode that we produce, head on over to whatever podcast app you listen to us on, whether that be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Podcast Addict, Pocket Cast, whatever it is, leave us a like, subscribe to us, write us a review, it goes a long way, and we really appreciate the support. And of course, if you've enjoyed this or anything else that we produce, head on over to patreon.com slash plus one player, and if you're feeling generous, throw us a buck or two, because every dollar you give us will go right back to the show to make it the best podcast in the world we got a great group of supporters and we'd love to have you along for the ride and so with that episode 97 comes to a close we hope you have enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed making it for you and as always wherever you are wherever you're listening from we appreciate you and we will talk to you all very soon